Hey, Bay Bay. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bay Bay Baseball. I'm your uh, co-host, Tyler Hall. And I'm Clayton Improta. And wow, we are just excited to uh, get another podcast out to you guys. Uh, this is uh, it's been kind of an interesting slow start, at least for us. You know, we're just kind of getting our bearings here. We're trying to do Mondays. Uh, it turns out we're doing a lot of Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But uh, every week we're going to come here and give you just a little uh, recap and a few predictions for uh, last week and this week of baseball. Um, hopefully, if you're a betting person, you've been following us so far because we've been pretty gosh dang accurate so far. Um, for, a, for a free <laughs> prediction line, I mean, we're pretty, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. So if anybody out there, hot betters, you always want to start sponsoring the podcast, we'll shout you out. You know, just give us a little Big bit of your bucks, winnings. Big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. And just, you know, send us a little, little cashola because uh, we've been doing pretty hot yeah um, um i mean let's, let's talk about uh the teams that have the best most hot, most wins in baseball right now we got the, the team down south that should not be named yeah, yeah. Have, who are they the, then di- we have the didgers the didgers the, the didgeridoos <laughs> and then we have our two bay bay baseball teams absolutely uh, we got the a's and giants with 15 and 8 15 and 8 bay bay that's hell of a lot over 500 that maybe you know we thought we were skimping out yeah. uh, a's having that horrible slow streak in the beginning and uh, Giants, you know, not knowing where they were at coming into this season. And um, and then if you look around the coast, you know, the Padres are where they should be. Angels are barely teeing up over. They're at 11 and 10 right now over in the AL West. So it's actually really exciting. We've had the uh, official ass hat lineup yeah. in the AL West. That's A's, Seattle, Houston, Angels, Texas. And Angels just went up over Houston. They've had a very tough time ever since they, uh, you know, got themselves cursed playing yeah. the A's. Uh, so it's a uh, we have the official ass hat standing. So I'm I'm all pro that anytime A's the A's are king and, of the ass hat, and I'm okay with Mariners doing well. They've just you know it's they're sad sad boys. So but, I like yeah, you know there. I mean I don't think anyone. I think some people might have predicted the A's could potentially be there this early. Right, right. I think most people probably didn't have the the Giants up that high this early. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of what MLB released their power rankings yesterday and had the Giants at 16th. Just absolute, an absolute joke. It's a, it's a total joke. Yeah, and what Mariners down at twenty six, and they're having a fantastic <laughs> season. And it's like, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, we've talked about it before. MLB power rankings. Uh, you know, most power rankings are just a joke. They matter about as but. much as an MLB commissioner. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had our beefs with the MLB. You know, and we'll get back to it later in the episode. We, we got a at least one ser- one game of the week uh, out of the way this week over here. The the Rays played yesterday, and and we'll get back to the terrible MLB call on that. But um, looking back. Back on the last uh, week and, and how both teams have been doing. Uh, what, all, all the yeah. Cali- California teams, uh, West Coast is the best coast. Yeah, uh, all Cali. What'd you say? What were the the, the California teams? Uh, the California teams are all above five hundred right now. They have a combined sixty nine victories heading into play today. Nice, nice. Heck yeah! Well, you know that's just a fantastic. Uh, just a little recap over here on the on the East Bay side. Um, I thought that it was going to be uh, another. 2-1, two, 2-1 one, two, one, uh, for the for the Twins, um, and then going over to Baltimore and playing the Orioles. Um, I was just terrified of the of, of Hal's Orioles this Hal's year. Orioles. Um, I and, and, and it turns out I was a little bit right over there. But what I wasn't right about was I thought that they were going to lose one to the Twins. They almost did. First off, they had the two. Oh, uh, man, the they had the double craziest header. game of the year. One maybe? of the craziest games of the year so far. Started off with a double header, which was fantastic exactly how i thought um or i was hoping it, it would work out for the a's Minea, uh you know it had a shutout um looking much much better than he has in in years or in the last p- couple of games he's looking kind of back into his old form he only did seven innings but um he 
had six hits and se- six hits and seven strikeouts, hold them to a shutout. Uh, Moreland came in, Mitchie two bags, Mitchie Dubsack. Mitchie um, I call him Rich Mitch or Basic Mitch, you know, depending on how he's playing on the day. But uh, Moreland hit a two-run dinger, um, you know, his first homer over for the A's, and then he hits a second solo shot for three. Um, and then there is the Olsen Grand Slam where he hit it off the foul pole. So. Totally bizarre first start out. Still, still against me. Why do they call it a foul pull if it's fair if you hit it? Right. I guess it just depends on where the ball lands at that point, which it ended up landing no, in I mean, the... No, it doesn't matter where it lands. If it hits the pole, it's good. Hits the pole, it's good. So, you know, one I of wish the, that worked one of in the football. questions will never get an answer. My favorite team, the Chicago Bears, would be doing much better if that was the case in I football. Have <laughs> they have now, a Super Bowl probably. at this point. Anyway, that's sadness. Uh, on to the second game, which was greatness. Uh, we had Jesus Lazardo come in, and he only got two hits, six strikeouts over five innings they keep playing him about 5.1 innings um that's all right if he can continue staying good but he's at a little up and down start um he had a, he had a bit of a tough uh, tough go um in that last game against the orioles but uh did great in that second part uh against the uh um, twins. Uh, Trevino came in. Sweet Lou Trevino um, had a couple strikeouts. Uh, Deekman came in to save that game. So A's doing what they planned. Lefty, righty, lefty. Um, just really trying to switch it up on the other teams. And it seems like a great combination. So I hope to see that that group up again. Um, Olsen threw another shot out in that game. Um, uh, he, he brought uh, he got, got on bag. Brown brought him home in the bottom of the fourth. Um, so lower scoring game, but uh, nice to see Olsen hitting to the opposite field because they always pull the shift on on Matt Olsen. Um, nice to see him actually pulling that. I mean, maybe you should just be bunting now from the way that they do it too often. So the game brings us to game three on the Twins, uh, maybe one of the most exciting games of the season. Montes, what a tough start, but holy cow, the A's came up to, to help him out. Uh, Donaldson, the former famous third baseman for the A's who does great for the Twins, Starts it off with a solo home run right off the first pitch. Um, really setting the precedent for the Twins hitting for the rest of the game. But then the A's come in. Olsen comes in. Solo home run. Sorry, Donaldson. We already have some dinger hitters over on our side. Well, Montes gets back on the mound. In the third inning, he gives up three more. Uh, and then Olsen comes back and he hits another two-run home run. And then Brown comes in and he hits for two. And now it's 4-7 to seven Oakland. Well, here's a start slipping again. Cruz comes in. Nelson Cruz for the Twins comes in. Second homer. Buxton scores, who goes on to make a fantastic catch in that game, um, really holding things out. Donaldson, Polanco. This ends the fifth inning, 10-7 Twins, so it's just going off. And then we have Jed Kablowry, or Jed, Jed Doubles, um, or Jed Double Home Run. Hits a two-run double, uh, brings the A's up to 10-9, and then Chapman thankfully gets a hit. Um, doing really struggling offensively but he comes in ties it in 10 to 10 bottom of the ninth buxton comes in after doing this amazing diving catch does a two-run homer in the the 10th for a go-ahead 12 to 10 have no idea what's about to happen and then the twins just lose it defensively uh making two major errors urias who's typically fantastic over on third place throws super wide in the 10th and the a's just get the go-ahead, the walk-off run, and continued their win streak, brought it down to uh, Baltimore. Um, That that one went relatively quickly. Cole Irvin was looking great uh, against the Orioles in the first game. Um, He was giving up no walk. He had given up no walks against the Tigers um, earlier this season. Um, Got away from him a little bit, but 3-1 Orioles game, really not bad. 
Game two, Chris Bassett looking much better. Eight strikeouts. He did have eight hits and had to squirrel away from a couple of them on an innings. Um, but Canna came in, two RBIs. Uh, Lowry, Olsen, Andrews all doing very well. And then it came down to game three, and there was just nothing doing at the bats. And that's what I thought. I was like, the yeah. Orioles, they came out, and they looked, they looked uh, their defense looked fantastic. Jesus um, went back to his slump. And that's what I got to earlier. He let up a homer in the second and then just kind of let it, uh, once they pulled him, it just kind of uh, let go from there. Loriano got a home run out of it, but that was it. Um, yeah, Austin Hayes put in that second homer, and it was just, it was curtains for the A's. But, you know, just as a RIP winning streak. Yeah, RIP to the winning streak. But, hey, you know, that's a uh, wave's got to crash at some point, and yeah. just time for another wave to start up. So let's see if there they can get go. another big so illustration going. The A's are hoping for a second wave. The, the wave. It's all the the aftershock. I don't know. We gotta. We have, it's been a great slogan. It's way better than rise and grind, which sounds like a barista slogan. <laughs> Anywho, what's so, going on over so here? You predicted you? going into the week. You had predicted four and two. Four and two, and that's five, five and one. one. I'm just happy to be up here at the top. You know, at fifteen and eight with with the Giants with the, with the Gigantes <laughs> who went uh, five. What what I predict? Five and two. Five and two, which they went just as predicted. I predicted. Even to the series, I predicted two and one against the Phillies, three and one against the Fish. Uh, so opening up last Monday, Gossman threw a uh, uh, pretty solid uh, six innings for the team. Uh, it was another shutout for the great Kurt Casali behind the plate. I believe this was number four. I'll get back to him again in a little bit. Uh, the Giants got all the runs they needed from a, a Brandon Belt. Two, he actually swung the bat this time. It was crazy. <laughs> Hit a two-run shot in the third to uh, carry the Giants to victory there. Game two uh, was an absolute slugfest. The Giants uh, fell down pretty early. You know, the good old fall down 4 nothing, come back and win trick, which That's, they've already pulled uh, off a couple times this year. come back, right? <laughs> I mean, that was the game where uh, Buster hit two. Uh, then they just went off. Uh, La Stella added a nice shot in the fifth, and then they just went off in the eighth. Uh, Dickerson hit a bomb. Flores hit a bomb. I believe those were both three-run bombs. Uh, six, a little six spot in the eighth to to come from behind there and and finish off uh, finish off the Phillies ten seven there. The only the only thing I was a little disappointed in this one was uh, Logan Webb had finally returned from his uh, averse reaction to. Uh, the covid vaccine or actually my i apologize i think he was actually the, this was the start where they nope they had activated him for this game so yeah a little slow uh coming back but you know the, the offense picked him up so that was all you can ask for there last game against the the phils they, they jumped out early on us again and they just giants tried to battle back scored four in the seventh uh and just couldn't couldn't quite muster the comeback but you know it's always good to see the the seems like the, you know the giants when they fall down they're they're never they're not getting blown out they're they're battling back they're making every ball game a ball game which is what you want to see but that was a loss so we don't want to talk about that one too much <laughs> uh then we start the start the series with the fish here um i be, this uh the first game was three nothing giants and this was kurt casali's fifth consecutive game uh shutout caught uh which was, became one of fit five players since like 1900 to catch five consecutive shutouts, uh, and he was the first player, first catcher to do that with five different starting pitchers, um, and came very close later on in the series. Um, but 
just wasn't in the dice. So this was his last game of his shutout streak. Just as a former catcher, I just you know I love to watch you know great catchers at work, and he's just been amazing behind the plate. Uh, bats left a little bit to desire, but you know you'll you'll take it. You'll take hey, if if you can shut him out, and all you need is some, one of your teammates to pick you up, and you're you're good. But this was another game where the Giants just got picked up uh, early. You know they scored three runs in the first. That was all the scoring the entire game. So kind of a kind of a slow game there after the first, but we came out on the right side of that one. Three nothing Giants in game one. Game two, I was actually fortunate enough to be at. Uh, it was a, a, a solid start, uh, first home start for Alex Wood for the Giants. He let, he gave off gave up a leadoff homer to uh, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Uh, and then he didn't give up a hit for the rest of his outing. He ended up going seven, hadn't, didn't give up another hit after that. I think it was one walk. I was keeping score at the game, actually. Yeah, one walk, seven Ks. So, I mean, he just he looked great. You know, that's part of the reason. You know, he's always around the strike zone his whole career. So, you know, um, so that was really fun to watch. You know, they jumped out to a five-run lead. Yaz hit an, an oppo taco early on in the uh, third, I believe, off Sandy Alcantara. I was kind of glad they could jump out early on him because he's he's a solid young arm. So I was glad to see them jump out early on him. Um, then that was also the the thing though that I have I've mentioned it before about Kapler is he his bullpen decisions are a little iffy. They were up by four. He decided to throw Rogers and McGee, who had also thrown on Thursday. So now they're burned in a four run game for Saturday. Then Saturday, they're actually pitching in a very close game. Gossman threw a gem. Eight eight innings, two hits, one run, 11 Ks, and gets a no decision because the relievers that Kapler depends on the most aren't available. We're, we're already, yeah, yeah, yeah. They spent them up in a four-run four, four game, and now we got a tie ball game after eight, and our, our top relievers are gone. And the bullpen just totally, you know, Santos, who I know is an electric young arm, I look forward to seeing him pitch, but he got lit up. He didn't get a single out, gave up three earned. Uh, Peralta, who... There uh, aren't a heck of a lot of relievers that you can throw in two games in a row. I don't know. You can throw two, but not a lot. You can throw three. So, I mean, you knew that McGee and and Rodgers were done. I mean, I I think Rodgers is going to throw 100 appearances this year. Kapler just loves that guy. I mean, he's he's having a great year so far, but, you know... Not to say the Giants definitely would have won, but it put them in a position that made it more difficult when your top relievers are gone in a tie game that late. Um, and then Wandy Peralta also gave up a run there in the ninth. And I actually checked Twitter right before we started recording. I believe Peralta may have been just traded to the Yankees. Oh, really? Oh, that might be just an interesting um, pop-up news. Yeah, this so, week. I mean, that uh, literally just saw that as I closed my phone to record. So I might have gotten the name wrong, but it looked like Pavlovich reported some trade. I want to say it was Peralta. So, um, Speaking of trades, and, and that was the last game. No, nope, one, one more. When you had the last Yeah, so that was uh, Saturday. We lost. That was the one game I allotted them to lose to the Marlins. Uh, then uh, Sunday... Uh, four three another. Uh, so this was the the Logan Webb game. It was kind of raining a lot early on in the game. They needed to get this game in because the Marlins are an East Coast team. They already played in Miami this year, so the Marlins aren't coming back to the Bay. So they had to really try to get this game in. They played through some pretty heavy rain early on, but they uh, no rain delays. There was just 
little, you know, grounds crew delays between every inning. So they'd come back from commercial and you'd watch the grounds crew work on the field for another couple of minutes while crew can type told a story or something. Um, but <laughs> Webb, yeah, Webb, uh, though bounced back finally after that slower start I mentioned earlier, uh, seven innings, seven shutout innings, uh, eight K's, three hits. Yeah. Also had a bases clearing triple, uh, bases clearing. I don't think bases were juiced. I think it was a two run. Yeah. Two run triple, but, uh, if you haven't heard it, probably one of the best calls Kipes made in a few years. Uh, cheering Webb around the bases, telling him he can do it. It was great. Um, and I also read that I, that I think his exit velocity was 109 miles per hour, and Evan Longoria said that that's kind of up to the competition among the Giants to make sure they're not uh, being out-hit by the pitchers. Um, <laughs> well, if anybody's doing that, it's Evan Longoria right now and, yeah. uh, and Buster Posey, and yeah, making a look good. But yeah, look at yeah. Webb. That's that's great to see. Yeah, and this was the game where Casale lost his scoreless streak. Uh, they brought in Whistler for some reason. This, this guy really struggling to start the year. Uh, Whistler gave up a couple runs, and then Rogers came in for the save. I'm kind of worried McGee didn't come in, uh, but he came in, uh, gave up. Rogers came in, gave up a run, but locked down the save for the win. Um, so yeah, Giants five and two, just like uh, I said. Absolutely, Let's yeah, go. yeah, no, hey, yeah. So yeah, that's that's take that sports sports stats and sports yeah. bets. Let's uh, yeah, take that Fanduel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now it comes to that uh, that magical time every podcast where um, we wish it wasn't this way, but Tyler and I just have a little, you know, a few kind words for the MLB and just a couple of things that, that have happened. I'd, I'd like to start it off with, I'm laughing at this tweet I saw today where uh, I guess uh, Rob Manfred went on some sports talk and uh, and decided to say, he said, gosh, uh, Adam Silver gave me some really good tips on uh, on how we shouldn't increase the pace of the game for baseball. And uh, and it's like, oh, well, thanks for listening to this, the commissioner for the NBA who's actually doing a decent job and not listening to the million MLB fans screaming at you to not F with this sport any more than you have. We hate the seven-run games, or seven-inning games, even though they worked out fantastically for the A's this year. They've been terrible last year. But And, and the, the runner-on-second rule... Madison Bungar got robbed we, of a yeah, seven. Need to, of, of a, uh, he got it's a, all right. We have how to, many hits were how many hits were made in the game? None. Here's the that's thing. a no. They put the rule in in 1991 or 92, saying you know a game has to go nine. But MLB didn't set not seven inning games on the schedule back in 1991. So that was for if like rain shortened a game or something, and the game became like six innings. If you had a no hitter going, like. Cool accomplishment, not a no-hitter. If Major League Baseball is saying a, this, this is, is an a official game, game, this is a seven-inning game. Or seven-inning game. And yeah, you, if you get a shutout, they recognize it as a shutout. So right, what, what right, the hell? Right, how exactly, exactly. No-hitter? So how is it not a no-hitter? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It'd be easier for you to argue, or it'd be harder for you to argue me that it's not a no-hitter. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he, the, before the game, both teams knew how many innings they were going to play. One of the teams didn't get any hits. Should have gotten a hit if you didn't want to give up a no hitter. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah exactly. of course you know Mad Bum. Of course you get. Of course you get robbed after going to the Diamondbacks, and it wouldn't. One of the, the things. One, one of the arguments I heard was, well, there's a lot of no hitters that are broken up in the eighth and ninth. And my answer to that is not nearly as many as are broken up in the innings one through seven. <laughs> that's, there's that's, a lot more first hits in innings one through seven. Absolutely correct. Well, and speaking, and of, I wish I wish he could have gotten the opportunity. One one some someone I. Uh, I heard someone say, if someone has a no, if they're not going to count it after seven, then then they should play two more innings directly after, 
and just play it out. Just play it see for, if they get. Don't if the, if one team's up <laughs> after seven, like this game's over. We're gonna let this guy go for it. Throw him out there, and if if he gives up a hit with two outs in the seventh, cool. Game's over. Diamondbacks win. I mean, that's a little wonky. I, don't, should, I wouldn't want we, them to and do we that. We should all get free pizza. Or they could just Caesars. or they could just do what they've done for 150 years and all game. You know, it's a nine inning doubleheader. I, I, exactly. I understood it last year when the when the pandemic was huge. Obviously, pandemic is still something to take seriously. But you got fans in the stands now. You got so then going back to the first thing. So so here's where you're doing it all wrong. Nobody wants to watch these seven inning games. We want longer games, and sports betting is a, a really, billion dollar yeah, part of the MLB industry. It's a bizarre mindset when you're like watching a doubleheader game, and you're just like, okay, it's the sixth inning, which is kind of like the eighth inning. It's like, are they going to go to the back end of the bullpen now? Like, oh, which and the A's were playing the seventh inning like it was the seventh inning, and in, in the in years past, and that's probably why they had such a terrible deal. You know, they're actually playing it like it's a full game now, but. You know, just going back to it, really terrible thing. And, you know, not the only thing that uh, that the MLB's robbed of the players this year. We were just talking it, about... It's pretty our, fitting that the commissioner's name is Rob. Exactly, exactly. So if we were just talking about earlier, if anybody's been following this podcast weekly, we were just talking All about three how of you. these you. New York, these New York uh, umpires are supposed to overturn a call if an incorrect call is made on the field. That's the whole point of sending the video up to New York. And if you don't have the cameras available for it, we'll add more cameras. Obviously, the the Astros can afford extra cameras out in the middle of nowhere. So where's the extra camera? And the MLB doesn't want to punish that, but, you know, hey, we don't want to give them an extra camera. So if anybody had been watching, uh, just I retweeted out the John Boy breakdown, but uh, the Elvis Andrews very clearly crosses the plate with his hand. If you're looking at it from the one angle and the one camera they give you, before you even see a wrinkle on his uniform. It's pretty fitting that in Tampa they only have, like, one camera. <laughs> That's right. The only other, the most poverty franchise other than the athletics can't afford the cameras. <laughs> I get it. We can't afford the lights. Uh, by the way, the A's lights went out last week, too. Very typical of the A's. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk about that. The Coliseum's, like, the 41st guy on the roster. It just, you know, Fs with the other team. But sewage in the other team's dugout. Let's Mike Fires hit the, you know, get the no-no with the late game. You know, the, the Coliseum really plays for the A's, so just a just a little right there but anyway so very clearly i say why even send it to the new york guys and and i knew when we were talking about got people getting robbed on these replays at the a's at some point this season and hopefully this is a rare occurrence and doesn't happen more often but um bob melvin comes out on the field and starts yelling at the at the ump who made the call and he's looking at like oh it's the new york it's the guys from new york they made the call it's like no you made the call you screwed up you're the professional paid ump yeah. And it's like, what, you don't want us to harass the umps? Well, get better. Like, I don't know. Don't hire back Angel Hernandez. Don't hire. And I'm blanking on this umpire's name, but this is the same umpire that threw Bob Melvin out two years ago. So I think he just has beef with Bob. Bob Melvin only gets thrown out when he's right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, two things. Like, one, they need to say who the umpires in New York are, they kind of keep them covered. Uh, I think if you kind of look, I mean, it would be a lot of work. Because we'd be sending could, a lot of angry You could, you could look at, well, it's on like a rotational basis. You know, one crew will just be off for the for a series and they'll go to New York. You could kind of figure out who it probably is if you wanted to go through every other game and figure out which crews are working. But just say who the umpires in New York are and don't let the umpires in New York know what the call on the field is. The call on the field right. should have no influence on what is the correct call. 
Because they cover for their colleagues too much, yeah, which, absolutely. I mean, I can kind of understand that mindset. But they're a brotherhood, you know, they're a... What do you do in New York when you're not actually actively making a call? Are they, like, just drinking in the city? They're like, ah, oh, it's fine, this is good. I'm sure they're not drinking. I think they're just, like, sitting there with all the games going. Also, that's the thing, too. They should If they do have the games going live, they shouldn't. They should just, like have the red phone ring if there's a replay and then it pops up no. on the TV and say, is this guy out or safe? And I've heard some people say, well, you can see the umpire's call on the screen. Like, no, like, not all camera angles show that. And they're not making a call right when a tag is made or right when a guy cut, catches first. Cut off the tape then. Pause it then so they can't see what their their buddy is doing. Have them make the call. What is what? What is it's this not call? even that hard. It's it should even, even be a yeah. confirm or overturn. Just have the people in New right, York right, say, and this that's is what it the is. Call. It's you're trying to you play make it like the NFL, where you're saying, oh, there has to be enough evidence to overturn the call. Well, you know what? There was enough evidence. So well, even if, even that is just like you're looking at the guys on the field don't have any replays. They don't have slow motion cameras. So when you throw it to the guys in New York, like they have whatever evidence they, have they the need. Evidence. Just right. ask them to make the call. Don't yeah. confirm. Don't overturn absolutely so, so that, that's our weekly weekly mlb screw you mom rob manfred we still love baseball mlb needs to get its s together um that being said uh i, I don't have any injuries or anything to record it's nice to have piscotti back um we had mike fires get called back up into the bullpen he won't be starting anymore boohoo oh Is no he the minors? um he's about <laughs> he's hey about he's a, he's a couple <laughs> bad innings away from going down to the minors which he might prefer um anyway <laughs> On the light notes, we got Matt Olson coming in here. He's ranking seventh in the MLB and WRC. Jed Lowry, revelation, ranking in 30th. Uh, Mac, Mark Canna, uh, he just matched Sal Bando for most all-time hit-by-pitches uh, at 59, so he's probably going to get hit a few more times. Uh, and the great captain, number six, Sal Bando, um, is probably just looking on and, and, and happiness, knowing that Mark is just has been supporting this team from the beginning. Anyway, he's got a he's got a four one four OBP. Uh, he's got four stolen bases. He's he just sets things in motions for the A's, and it's just so awesome seeing him there at the at the top. As far as pitching, Batiste looking great. I know Giants fan will be happy to hear that. Uh, you know, Deekman, he's looking better. Sweet look, sweet Lou Trevino took a little dip, uh, but he should be back to his old self soon. So. Uh, this is looking like what they were telling us the A's were going to look like. They they really started to click a little bit, and uh, and uh, so I'm just looking at uh, going into this next uh, next series. Um, they're coming up. They've got the Tampa Bay Rays, which we just talked about the game tonight. I'm I'm looking at the Rays. They just had a very nice series. Um, <laughs> they uh, the Yankees, and then they also uh, had a series. They actually swept the Yankees and then a series win against the Royals, who are doing ultra-hot, as we've just been talking about. Uh, I think that they get sleepy after watching them uh, tonight. I, I'm predicting a sweep, and I've only been about a game or so off, so I feel like predicting so a sweep. 4-0 against the 4-0 Rays. against the Rays in Tampa Bay. In Tampa. I mean Montreal. I mean Tampa Bay. <laughs> and and then I say when they come back, I'm pretty excited. I'm probably going to go to an Orioles series this weekend. Um, Orioles have been notoriously bad in Oakland for since like 1875. Uh, but since I'm giving the sweep to the against the Rays, I think Oakland comes back oh, and, and the the Orioles are the only team to beat the A's in what three weeks. And the Orioles are the only ones to shut down the wave. So I'm gonna give the Orioles the win of this week. Uh, I think uh, one win, the not, one win out of all the games, not out of yeah. I'm gonna so give you got them one six win. and one. 
I think that the A's take the night game, and and I think that the A's will lose on Sunday because in A's fashion, as it's gone this season, the last game of the series, they, they're going to get the loss. So uh, I think, yeah, Orioles take Sunday, which, of course, in my predictions, means they'll take Saturday, or it means they're going to sweep the Orioles and lose one game to the Rays. But 4-0 Rays, 2-1 on the Orioles. All right. That's my prediction. Sounds good. Uh, recapping really quick some transactions for the Giants. We finally designated Trevor Gott for assignment. Uh, I'm sure a single tier <laughs> went down Kapler's <laughs> eye. Um, I mean, I haven't heard if he got picked up by anyone or if he's going to accept a minor league assignment. We'll see. Um, and then we optioned Sam Selman down to the alternate training site, which brought up Webb and McGee uh, after their adverse reaction to the COVID vaccine. Um, then a couple, you know, big injury, Donnie Barrels, Donnie Solano, uh, went on the, uh, 10 day injured list with a strained calf. Um, and Darling Garcia has a, uh, from what I've seen, I'm going to put it in, in air quotes, a left groin strain to, uh, make some room, uh, that allowed them to call up both us. So Santos came up for Solano, who I mentioned, uh, you know, electric young arm for the Giants. He was throwing 90 mile per hour sliders, uh, Got lit up in that game on Saturday, but I um, love to watch him play. And then Jason Bossler, who after six years in the minors, made his uh, debut and got his first hit uh, last week. So congrats to him. Welcome welcome to the show, as they would say. And then, uh, yeah, Yaz uh, got hurt uh, with, uh, I think it was a, uh, oh man, oblique strain on Sunday. They're saying they don't think they'll need to put him on the injured list. They're going to pretty much operate with a man short for five or six days. Just let him sit on the bench injured and uh, hope he doesn't have to go on the IL. That's obviously a big one for the Giants. Hopefully they can get Yaz back at full strength soon. Um, But that leads me to this week. We got three against the Rockies at home to end the homestand and then a day off Thursday. This is their third Thursday off in the last four weeks. And then a three-game series in San Diego. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna. You know, I said I'm gonna wait for the Giants to show their true colors before I make a, a sweep, sweep or get swept prediction. They're gonna sweep the Rockies. They're playing hey, hot right now at home. Who just lost their GM? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he he wasn't doing the job for <laughs> the a couple years. Wasn't doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gave the away Nolan Arenado. Happiest of anybody. Pissed off this. all their players. <laughs> um, and then, so yeah. So I'm gonna have a sweep of the Rockies day off Thursday and then we're going down to San Diego I think we're going to go 2-1 and one against the Padres obviously Ooh. a big divisional showcase there gotta expect them to, to win the series you know keep keep the momentum going keep, yeah. the, keep the Padres behind National them. National League West has been a hell of a division this you year know, it is I mean the, the three teams above 500 the three California teams the Diamondbacks are at 500 and then Colorado, Rockies gonna Rocky. Rockies gonna Rocky. I mean, the, oh no, Ma- we're talking about yeah, nationally and the yeah. NL wise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the same on the West Coast over here. There wasn't nobody expected A's. Well, I was expecting A's at the top, but nobody expected the Mariners to be right behind. A's fans love to say that. No one expected, no one expected the A's. No one expects the well. A's. Nobody expects the playoffs. Nobody expects an A to do well. Absolutely, always um, underdogs. But yeah, I'm hoping they'll <laughs> win the series against San Diego and get the the month of May started off well because we have a big month of May coming up. We got six with the Dodgers. Sorry, seven with the Dodgers. Uh, Three with, uh, I guess if you count just the last two games this year, six against the Padres. This is going to be a big month to see how they match up and uh, and hold water against their own division, which will be, you know, the the 
big thing for the next several years is how they match up against the Padres and the and the and the Dodgers. So let's see it. Absolutely, and we're a little more than a month away from the infamous Bay Bridge series with the worst trophy of all time. But uh, as as things are looking up, it should be a heck of a showdown across the water too. So yeah. just looking forward to so. it. Some really great start and really great baseball season ahead. I, I hope you guys have. Uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Enjoyed listening we, we to have, us. We, we've had, yeah. Hope you enjoyed listening to us. Tweet us. Ask us questions. Send us DMs. Uh, hope you have enjoyed it as much as watching some winning baseball back in the Bay Area. And, Absolutely. Uh, as always, thank you. Muito, Muito obrigado. To our many listeners and, and, and our specifically uh, another shout out to our favorite artist, Hurricane, Hurricane Chris. Chris. Thanks, everybody. Hey, thank bay, bay. Hey, Bay,